0: From Amaya Media, I'm Natalie Shafani, and you're listening to The Way We Live, a show for women here who are looking to enhance their lives. Do you ever get the feeling that when you walk into your home, or even towards your desk at the office, you feel overwhelmed by the pile of clothes or papers or other keepsakes? Our bedrooms, which are meant to be peaceful and calm at the end of the day, have become hoarding central. And even though I do understand the general benefits of decluttering, I find it difficult to often detach from certain items, whether for sentimental reasons, guilt, or even sometimes utility. So I pulled in the host of a sister podcast on the EMEA network, Shalina Jokia. She's a professional home organizer and decluttering expert. She used to be a corporate lawyer in Dubai and found her passion in organizing and decluttering the houses of friends, leading her to turn it into a full-time career. During her sessions and even on the decluttery podcast, she has a way of giving calm, practical advice, and really emphasizes the emotional and psychological attachment we develop with objects.
1: So I've been doing law since practically since I left uni. So that was thirteen years. Thirteen years doing law. From so I was a contracts admin to legal executive and then to a solicitor. Um, so my final job, I was head of legal for a company I was working for, but I was miserable. Like of course, really, really I miserable. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, you know, doing legal work, traveling around the world, but it was horrible. It seems
0: kind of monotonous as well, doesn't it? It Well, I worked for companies,
1: so I was always okay. in-house. So mm-hmm. Except for one year, I worked for a law firm. Um, but the client is the company. Of course. It's not, it can be enjoyable, but it, it wasn't. Um, so one day I got really fed up. So I started Googling about organizing. Um, so I thought about doing this many many years before in London when I lived in London with my friend uh, we used to talk about it every day when we were at work um, and we were like nice is crazy no one's gonna pay for someone to organize them that's just nuts um, but we kept talking about it and then all those years later I was like oh remember that idea so I started Googling, found out it's an actually a massive industry in America and the UK. For sure, yeah. Um, and it used there's an association in Australia. They used to be in in Australia as well. So there's associations around the world. Loads of people do it. Um, so I just Googled the whole day, found out no one was doing it here, and I thought, I can do it. So I spoke to my family about it, I spoke to my dad and my brother, um, and they're bankers, mm-hmm. so they were like, Really? (laughs) You know, we all had corporate jobs. So they were like, are you sure? We're not that kind of people. You know, we're not business people. And they were like, well, if it fails, you can be go back to being a lawyer.
0: So So you were planning to quit your job and then start this job straight away, like not not juggle both at the same time.
1: No. Well, what happened? Yes. So there was the kind of thing. But then I did plan it. I was organized. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So And I was big on social media already on Twitter and Facebook. Um, So I opened accounts for the company. So I talked to friends on social media about naming the company, and so a friend came up with a name. Mm -hmm. Um, Another friend who's a brilliant um, animation artist came up with my logo, and so that was in, so I came up with the idea in March, in April came up with a name and logo, uh, and set up the social media and did the website. And then August got the trade license, and in October I had quit, So I'd saved up enough money by then. So I quit and then had a break for two weeks, came back to country and got my first clients. Uh, So you started with having no professional experience. No. You just went into it head first. Yes, just winged it, yeah. And they didn't know. They still don't know. Well, I think they (laughs) kind of guess now, but yeah. I mean, as long as you made it, then that's what matters, right? That's (laughs) amazing. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, that was it. So, I mean, but I had, well, I had um, like, you know, I watched lots of videos. There was, lots of there was a few YouTube, YouTube videos. There were a few uh, well-known people in mm-hmm. there, and I'd read loads of articles. There was loads of blogs about it. I talked to the associations in America and the UK. And I'd been doing it for years anyway, kind of naturally. Like, I had a best friend in London who used to have, I'd go to his house, and it would be always disorganized and cluttered. And he'd be busy talking to me about some drama or another, and I'd be sitting there cleaning his coffee table and organizing stuff and putting things away. So I was doing that. It just came naturally to you, that's the thing. Yeah, so I've always been like that. My parents said, I've always been like that. I'm a big Madonna fan. I have a huge collection of Madonna stuff. And it's all organized from when I was a kid. So CDs, um, magazines cutouts from newspaper, like it's all properly organised and labelled sound like a dream child yeah, no yeah. mess no yeah, yeah no I was yeah my brother is completely opposite so yeah <laughs> there's always one isn't yeah. there yeah so um, yeah so that it, it was naturally in me and that and I find with a lot of organisers a lot of us are naturally always been like that mm-hmm. um, some have got it because they've lived in hoarding households and so gone to the other extreme the adverse effects. Yeah. yeah whereas with me it wasn't really that it was just I was all always disorganized Mm -hmm. and I always had that kind of logical thinking. So even in my legal background, I organized the filing systems um, and um, created processes for um, doing things in an organized way in legal departments Mm -hmm. I worked for. Um, And I mean, in my last job, I ended up becoming head of compliance as well for the business and their global companies because that's how I was. I was organized. I was followed paperwork, trails and everything. So it was already, I was already doing the job. Maybe yeah. not doing closets, but I was doing paperwork and legal stuff. So yeah, so, yeah, it was in me.
0: I mean, home organization sounds like, you know, the ultimate dream for everyone to have that perfectly alphabetized and labeled house. Yeah. But decluttering itself, and I think about decluttering, there are two emotions that come to mind. Right. The first, which is quite common, is probably, um, is, be, is feeling overwhelmed. Yeah by just how to start and where to start. But the second one, like, I'm not sure how common it is. It's feeling guilty. There's both. There's um,
1: the guilt of having yeah. so much stuff and spending that much stuff money
0: on the things. And giving away things that are valuable but not yeah. necessarily useful to you. Yeah. That's why I struggle.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, a, and I explain this to a lot of people, we, we come from that kind of generation. Um, I mean, I definitely do. I come from the generation from... Um, I was born in the late 70s, so I grew up into the 80s of materialism, culturalism, you know, in the capitalism. Um, So suddenly we were able to buy tapes and then CDs and VHS and toys, suddenly there was Toys R Us. Um, Things started accumulating in a way that they hadn't accumulated before. No one was taught how to get rid of the stuff. We were only taught by adverts on how to buy everything. Of course. So there's never been this skill to remove. That's like to if you buy something, you get rid of things. It's only come along in the last decade, two decades. Right. Um, This whole you know thing about decluttering and organising, and not even I mean in this region, it only came when I kind of started. People didn't know what I was talking about when I said I decluttered here. Everyone was like, "What is this declutter?" And I'm like. This is what I mean. So now it's a word because of you know Marie Kondo and you know books and there's various shows about it. But for many many years, or globally, it wasn't known, and so there was just people accumulating things, never getting rid of anything. Um, so people have been holding on to it and seeing you know getting the value of it, as you said, um, and now it's got to that overwhelming part. Exactly. So and yeah, the
0: excuse I have is. If I need this one day in 10 years, I'll need this very obscure power tool that I have in my closet, yeah, and that's why I can't throw things away, yeah. And I think uh, a second part is like me just being Lebanese, um, growing up with my parents who, who grew up in the war where things yeah. were very, very scarce, yes, for them it is very difficult to let things go, they yeah. feel so much guilt, so I have trouble approaching and start starting the conversation with them, yep. on how to let go of things, like basically, it's okay. It's fine. You're yeah. not harming yourself. You are not um, being ungrateful by letting things go, yeah. and that's the hardest thing that I've had to do. Yeah. How often have you had to had to deal with people who are maybe organized themselves, but their spouses or their family are very um, into hoarding or very into collecting things.
1: Well, with um, say with our parents, it's not the uh, some of them are hoarders. So, you know, quite a few are hoarders. But it's not it's a generational thing so for you say there's the war yes um with my parents they moved from east africa to england Mm -hmm. so they worked very hard to build up the life that they had in england so everything has value to them same as with you know most asians families arabic families indian families actually even western families like the, the parents worked very hard to get where they are to build a household to get their kids to education, to buy these things for them. So it all has value to them. It's not like now, you know, we buy from H&M and you know, Primark and you know, we buy disposable things, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can throw away. So it wasn't like that before. So that's why it's harder for them. So that's, you know, that's why it's, you know, you have to shift that mentality. Um, And there is a way now because there's I mean, there's Swedish death cleaning which has come up, which Mm -hmm. is, and trying to explain to parents that, you know, when they die, we have to deal with their stuff. Also, so death
0: is quite morbid. Like, I couldn't leave the conversation with, by the way, when you guys die, I'll be stuck with all of your stuff. Yeah, I did say that to my parents. Did I'd you? said it
1: before the Swedish death cleaning became a book. Okay. And I said it to them, and they got very really upset with me. I mean, and I don't blame them. Yeah, and then I should say Then the book came out, and I went, oh, you remember I talked about this? And, you know, because this is my job, so I talked to them. Yeah. But, but I went, remember we discussed this? Now there's a book. And they went, actually, you know what? It makes sense. So families are starting to get that you know when they do pass away which will be unfortunate the kids will be lumbered with the stuff yeah it'll be tough enough dealing with the grief let alone dealing with this stuff as well so help them to you know start there's also an
0: added element of us expats being in the UAE or being in the Gulf we will eventually leave and the whole point is to get to get to a stage where we can leave without having to take everything with us that's accumulated over the past 14 years in your Mm. case or the past eight years in my case because I do have a lot of stuff yeah that isn't necessary. That I have the exact same of back home in my house yep. in Lebanon. So the
1: thing is, you know, uh, just think about your real. Everything is. I talk about real estate in your mm-hmm. house. So in your cupboard space, in your wardrobe, in your in your suitcase, it's all real estate that you're using up with things that you don't need. Mm-hmm. So even now, if you start going through and seeing what you know, do a, a what I call a mini declutter of certain areas and start removing it because you know you won't need it you know, now or in the future. Um, and that's a good way to start getting rid of the clutter and start feeling less overwhelmed by all of it. Um, but it does take changing your habit, building the habit to start decluttering, buying less as well.
0: Have you been met with resistance from your clients? Have you had people just ask you to leave because they felt ambushed?
1: No, well, it, by the time somebody has called me, okay. um, you know, let alone booked me, they're ready to get to declutter. And How about if
0: someone books you for their partner or their husband or their whatever?
1: They will generally. Uh, has happened? it happened? Once in a blue it happens. Okay, so it's rare. Uh, it's very rare. You know, I always say that the, the the person whose stuff I'm touching has to be there. They have to be there to help. With the decluttering. Right. I cannot declutter.
0: They have to be involved in the process. Yes,
1: And it's the the first session with me is the big splurge. So we will go through decluttering, say, your wardrobe. We'll go Mm -hmm. through everything together. And then I'll organize it so that you can find everything. And my thing is that you have to find everything in five seconds. Mm-hmm. If you can't find anything in five seconds, there's a problem with your system, right, you know even with me, even if we organize it and you can't find it, then we move it around because okay. you have to be able to find it quickly so but when somebody calls me, they're ready, they're overwhelmed, they're fed up of the clutter, they're waking up and seeing clutter everywhere and getting yeah. upset and angry
0: It's so uh, bad for you it yeah. it affects your daily life. they haven't um signed up to that mindset of. like having a clean home or like a minimal home or so on well
1: minimalism is an extreme it's like hoarding Mm -hmm. so it's getting to that balance you know I never say you know live because minimalism it's it's so extreme to not have anything. and That's true. you true. Know, and somebody wrote an article about it and said the only people who can be minimalists are the super rich who have got multiple houses and multiple things in different houses course, yeah. and they have the money to just buy whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. But yet yeah, to have a normal amount of things that you wake up and you're not waking up looking at clutter by the side of your bed. And then when you go into your bathroom, you don't see millions of toiletries. You can find your shower gel or your shampoo easily without rummaging through everything else. Um, And then finding your shoes and finding your clothes, uh, finding your car keys. Mm -hmm. People can't find the car keys quickly. So there's all these different things. Or finding breakfast items. You know, there's so much stuff in your kitchen that you can't find anything. So you should be able to, from the moment you wake up, find the next thing that you need within five seconds. So if you can't you've got too much clutter, and you need someone to help you to remove that and then organize it into proper systems.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think touching upon guilt again, I feel bad throwing things away, like, but at the same time I'm not aware of what resources we have available, in Dubai at least, that I can donate to or give away to. I know that we have Take My Junk, which does take
1: they quite know, a lot of things, like. but
0: they also say no to a few things as well. Yeah. Where can I give my, my books, my clothes, my kitchen utensils? I have no idea. So there's different ways to do it. So
1: um, with a lot of things, you can give it to the charity. So there's Da Albert on Shakeside Road. You can go there to them and... And They take everything? People leave everything there. They they ask for clothes. They have a bin for the clothes and they have bins everywhere for clothes and stuff. But um, I go there and give everything from Mm -hmm. clients, you know. And even um, if you have... A lot of houses have got lots of Korans and uh, prayer mats of and the Thuspies and stuff. Um, you know, because friends or family will go to Mecca mm-hmm. and they'll buy one. Nobody needs another Quran. they've already got one in the house. You yeah. don't need another prayer mat. Don't do not buy it for them. You know, so, um, I, this would if I can say this to anyone, please don't go and buy one of these for friends and family because yeah. they've most probably already got it in the house. And so what I have to declutter a lot of them. And so th- they, they love me at bit I'll go to the front desk with all of these Qurans or thusbe and go, here you go, donate it to whoever needs it. Yeah. Um, and they can never, they don't fully understand ever what my job <laughs> is and why I can get so much Islamic right. stuff. Um, and you can do the same for churches as well, like if you've got yeah. too many Bibles and stuff like that. But it seems to be a big thing here because people go um to Saudi and of course, and of the stuff. Has, yeah. there are many charities collecting for various refugee um mm-hmm. countries so Red Crescent collects a lot in Abu Dhabi okay. to send to the refugee camps Um with um electronics you can give it to there's a company that I deal with that uh, takes the electronics and re- recycles the parts and What's then the just, company?
0: it's called EnviroServe EnviroServe yeah okay so they're it's a good right, one yeah yeah
1: so that's for all electronics.
0: How about toiletries? Because I have lots of um, gifts that are lotions and right. shampoos that I don't need that. I don't use. I'm very loyal to my brands. I will yeah. never veer from them.
1: I give it to my maid. She loves me. Okay. Yeah, so, so I... am just giving
0: it away to friends even. Yeah. And,
1: okay. And even with, you know, um, you know when you go to networking events and they give you gift yes, bags with exactly. stuff. I don't even take the gift bags most of the time. And if I do, I look at everything in the car and then when there's stuff like, cups and you mm-hmm. know bits like that. As soon as I get to the my uh, apartment block I give it to security guards. So they take all my goodie it's bags. That's a very so. good idea. So they like take, yeah. and then crockery, whenever I change crockery, like change plates and stuff, I give that to security guards. So they actually have a whole kitchen full of stuff. So I have to stop <laughs> they must giving it you. Yeah. So they've got nice kitchen crockery stuff. And like other neighbours have seen it as well and gone, Oh yeah, let's just give it to the security guards. So it might get too much clutter now for them. So <laughs> um but there are we're lucky in a way there's various people who will take the stuff from us. Mm -hmm. So there is a a kind of recycling system underneath it all. And I think a big
0: part of it is just kind of um, reinforcing the mindset that that, that, that the the things you have will go to someone in need. Everyone needs these things. You holding on to them won't appease your guilt. If anything, you are depriving someone else of maybe... um, taking advantage of those items that you have just left aside.
1: Yeah, sometimes, but sometimes no. There are a few people, like I, I have seen maids that will take anything and everything and put it into a big cardboard box to send to, say, Philippines. Okay. And that's adding the clutter. I mean, right. the amount of clutter that must be going to the Philippines in these cardboard boxes mm-hmm. of knickknacks you know like you can get from say home center of these candle holders and yes. stuff like that. the pointless <laughs> why do people buy them? and these tiny little serving dishes that you're never going to use you know for make believe parties that you're never going to have I have. of those in my kitchen it's yeah, so yeah. bad yeah it's but so just bad. never buy them when they're on sale for ten rooms in these yeah. shops um so, you know so they'll donate it to their staff the staff will send it in boxes to their home countries so the clutter is moving around great but it's just cluttering up the next country so I get I do get a bit frustrated with that but it, and in a way it's good that it's getting out of the house yeah which I'm decluttering but yeah there is that it's like I, I just wish sometimes people just not buy tiny little knickknacks that you don't need
0: <laughs> stay tuned for a step-by-step guide on how to declutter your home Hi there, this is Shraab from Amaya Media, and we're giving away a pair of Apple's new AirPods Pro. All you have to do is take a short survey for us. We're looking to improve our shows and better understand what you, our listeners, like, or perhaps don't like when it comes to podcasts. You can find a link to the survey in the show notes or visit our website, amaya.media, for more information. It won't take more than two minutes of your time, and we'd really appreciate it. Welcome back. I'm Natalie, and you're listening to The Way We Live from Amaya. We all understand that it's important to declutter, but perhaps the hardest part is knowing where to begin. So I asked Shalina to help us understand how someone should start decluttering and at what point should we look for help from a professional organizer. I'd like to play a small game with you. Okay. So I'd like to, to, to do rapid fire questions where we go through each room of the house and you give me one tip right. on where to start. Okay. So we're gonna walk into our house and we start in the kitchen. Right. What do I do? I have pots and pans and plates everywhere. One tip. Oh, God. (laughs) You haven't ever... All right, so you'd have
1: to... You can't just... You have to take it section by section. So each cupboard, go through it, see, you know, like with the pots and pans, which... Is you know broken pans or burnt right. blah 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 yes. and then throw them away or put them in a recycle bin and do that for each section and then with you know the food items go through what's expired mm-hmm. what what stuff you never eaten you know you bought from holiday and you're never going to eat like pasta from Italy or something you know that's the thing oh olive exactly. oil people buy some pesto sauce yeah. <laughs> I do that and chocolates <laughs> that are gone that have gone white yeah so do that so that's yeah. Section by section.
0: Okay, now I've walked into my living room mm. and I have a bookshelf full of books and documents and cables. How do I start? Do I section it up? Do I do it by category, by date? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I just buy boxes and dump them in it to look better?
1: No, no. Don't do boxes. And boxes are useful, but not if it's just going to be a dumpyard. Cables, if the cables are there and they're not being used, throw them away or put them in recycling. Mm-hmm. um Books, go through the books and see which books you liked reading and you're going to read again. Mm-hmm. All the ones that you don't like and are not going to read again, donate them. And there's several several places you can give the books away. Or you, what I do, I take the books out, take a picture, put it on my Facebook, which is my personal... The only friends can see yeah. that. Uh, I say to friends, who wants these books? If any of you want it? Come and pick it up. If you don't, then it will go. And if they have a week to pick it up. If they don't, my maid loves taking my books. So she okay. will grab all of them and read them. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she I just... just pass
0: them on afterwards yeah. as well. She just gives... The beauty it. of books.
1: Yeah. So the, yeah. So she, she's really happy. She She's just waits for me to declutter my books
0: knickknacks as we've talked about like, and it's no boxes the advice is don't buy boxes and dump stuff in because I was no. about to go do that <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, going to no. lie <laughs> like that's my solution right uh, now book,
1: boxes are great and it looks good on Pinterest but the reality is you're going to just throw things into that. you know if you're going to use the box for a sensible reason like I have a box on my bookshelf for candles because I get Uh, I get given candles like smelly candles Uh, the ones that smell hideous I give it to my maid she loves me (laughs) the ones that smell nice I keep them and use them okay Um, but yeah people buy a lot of candles as well that's another big problem but yeah
0: next area now now I'm walking into my bedroom and my closet has clothes falling out of it right. nothing is organised how do I start organising my closets Marie Kondo's very, a big fan of take everything out but never do that exactly never thank do that. you <laughs> like
1: uh, one client she the book came out and she yeah. read it and she was adamant we are going to do it the Marie Kondo way so we did it she had eight wardrobes of clothes and about five suitcases oh of clothes and she said we're doing it the. and I went no really trust me I'd read the book I knew what yeah. was in the book I said no you can't you will have a you'll have a panic attack. She didn't listen. We put everything on. It was a mountain on her bed. She had a panic attack and disappeared for two hours. Oh my! I had to go through it and have a panic attack, looking at all this stuff and try and separate it into different and types. You aren't
0: sure what she still fits into what yeah. she still wears what she needs.
1: So what I did was I separated it into trousers, um, skirts, tops, different types of tops, short sleeve, long sleeve, blah blah blah. I separated them all into sections. And then I went outside. She was in another room hiding (laughs) and I took a pile of stuff, gave it to her and went declutter, you know, decide what's to declutter and what's to keep. And then I'll organize it. And that was the only way to get through it. So instead of spending, we could have finished it in a day. It took a day and a half because she had wanted to do it that way. So don't do that as much as that. Book and her series tells you to do that. Please don't do that. Um, what I say is again doing sections. Perfect so take by section. section by so what's section. What's
0: being hung up versus my drawers and yeah.
1: so, so one. On. Not so one drawer at a time. Don't take all drawers out. Don't take everything out of the hangers. Um, you will get overwhelmed unless you have an organizer with you like me to push you and to keep you focused and not to procrastinate or not to have a panic attack. You will, you know, feel overwhelmed. Um, so yeah. And never, never take everything out And that applies to anything Even in the kitchen Don't take everything out of the cupboard And then try and organise it You'll have a panic attack
0: Okay, perfect <laughs> And now I walk into my bathroom Right I open my cabinet And I have a bunch of products That I've accumulated over the years Whether right. they are freebies from online shopping Or gifts I get Or yeah. kind of, you know, like random samples from events right. What do I do with them?
1: Right, um, get a paper bag Yes Put them all in there Give it to the maid, um, <laughs> or
0: if you don't have a maid,
1: like if you, you don't have a maid, yeah, don't, like oh, uh, give it to friends. So that, to uh, friends. I have a friend who does that. She gets yeah. a lot of samples and stuff. So she, what she does is calls us over for dinner and cooks for us, and then she leaves it on the table and says, "Help yourself."
0: I love that. So that's it's quite a great good. idea. Yeah. yeah. So
1: there's different ways you can do that, but that's one way to do it, and you can do the same for your clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, like the same like I do for my yeah. books. So the, you can do that kind of concept with that. Um, but yeah, the toiletries one is the that's the way to do it and look at it and see if it's expired they have expiry dates on them sanitary pads have and tampons have uh, expiry dates sun cream has expiry dates on it
0: which no one probably checks I mean I don't even know how expired my stuff is yeah
1: so people have and you have to look you know because some things like sun cream won't work especially here because you know we take it It's not that we just leave it in the house. We take it to the beach, so it is in the heat. Of course. So it it actually the expiry is earlier than it is on Mm. the container because they don't account for the Dubai heat or the UAE heat. Right. So bear that in mind as well.
0: So So he's recommend that we go through our items and just check if they've been opened first of all. Yeah. And how long this was to last. Yeah.
1: And if you're not using it, like you know, you get hair products that you buy and they don't match your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Or then give it away. Give Give it it to someone who will use it, you know. um, I buy stuff for my curly hair, some of it is useless, so I have to just give it away. Or I give it to my friend who's a hairdresser and I say, look, just give it to someone who might use it because it's not gonna work for me. Um, Nail polish. People Mm -hmm. don't need to buy nail polish here because they mostly go to salons to get their nails done. So if you've got more than five nail colours, then there's an, and if it's you a waste go to, of space, isn't you, it? Yeah. yeah, because most people go to salons, you know, and most people don't. Most people don't take the colours with them because right, they have colours. Yeah, it's not like you know, in the UK, you we used to take our colours with us because really? yeah, because there wasn't that much choice. But okay. now it's different. So yeah, you wouldn't do that. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I mean, my house is quite small, so that covers my house. Are there any other rooms that we can think Um, about, like a garden shed or a garden or a lawn or a balcony? Storerooms are a big thing. Storerooms, right. People have
1: a lot of storerooms and just throw things in with boxes. Um, uh, Oh, a big thing is people buy things and leave the things in the carrier bags and don't take it out of the carrier bags. Like like what? clothes, medicine. Oh, you go to the doctors, yes. go to the pharmacy. Pharmacy gives you too many medicines, so you don't take them out of the bag. First of all, when you go to the doctors and they tell you you'll need this, 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 tell them you don't need this, 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 because you already have the medicine at home. Or if he's not listening, when you go to the pharmacy, say, I don't need this medicine. I've okay. already got it. So that will save on mm-hmm. that, because there's a big problem here. that I agree. People are over-prescribed stuff. I agree. Um, so don't take the medicine if you really don't need it or you already have it at home. And the other thing is that when you do get it home, take it out of the bag. So when you buy something from a shop, like a clothes shop, take it out of the bag, hang it up so you remember to wear it. Because I get go have to end up going into people's houses emptying the bags and boxes of online shopping but I, I had to do that last week that uh my lovely client who had seen a few weeks before had 10 boxes of toiletries and clothes she'd bought since our session which you know, my rule usually is you can't shop for two months after you've been with me i like that rule yeah it's just like <laughs> use your stuff get used to your systems get used to your wardrobe you know and then you can shop if you really need to but don't shop for a while like control yeah. yourself she didn't so and she didn't open the boxes so I came, and I have a Stanley knife, so I had to stand there <laughs> open it going, what did you buy? And <laughs> uh, She was like, oh, um, and I'm like. Nch. So, um, yeah, don't, you know. And with online shopping, um, what I do, because I love going on the Outnet um, and seeing what's there, I'll put it in the basket, but I won't go to pay for it. So okay. I'll leave it for a few days. That's a good idea. And if it's still there, then I'll buy it.
0: And you have some time to think about it. Yeah. So that's not an impulse decision. Yeah which I'm very guilty of, I'm sure many people are. Yeah, yeah. especially with beauty products, there's a big thing here. I know.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm one of them, Stop so <laughs> I should,
0: I should, yeah. I should. And what's the process of hiring, let's say you, like a professional professional organizer? Right. Can you walk me th- through the process from the first contact you, you get, what questions you ask, what person needs to be prepared of before they have you come over? Um, so as I said, usually when people call me, they're ready to have
1: an organizer come in or they think they're ha- they're ready but they don't know what I do.
0: Okay, so on that note, um, while someone is, let's say, in the process of getting ready or not ready yet, right. ha- ha- what advice could you give for to kind of um, present them with resources to help them out? Um, they can go to my website. Yes. Uh, so it's declutterme,
1: com. ecom um, and have a look there and look at my advice there. So I give a lot of advice there. Um, so that's the one thing. And that's what a lot of people do. They yes. follow me for a while to see. And it's like the trust aspect. Of course. Because you're having a complete stranger go into your house and go into things that no one else goes into. So I see things. It's a things. very
0: personal process, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's very personal. And there's only yeah. me who comes into the house. Yeah. So the process is that somebody will call me and say, I need help to organise. And I'll say, well, what area? Explain what's happening to you right now. So they'll explain, say... I, I keep on talking about closets, but I do a lot of them. So uh, they'll say, yeah, "I've got too many clothes, I've got too many shoes, too many toiletries, makeup. I just don't know what to do." So then I'll explain my process, which is that I come in mm-hmm. and work with them to go through the decluttering process to decide what's staying and going. And I'm physically there, so yes. it's not like it's not
0: Marie Kondo who comes in and then tells leaves. them leaves. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I <was> saw <laughs> that on the
1: thing. And I, funnily enough, all, you know, a lot of organizers, I'm friends with them around yeah. the world, and we all talked about this, and we we're like. But we stay. I mean, if you pay for Marie Kondo, you pay a lot of money for her and you'd expect her to be next you to you. You would
0: need her to stay, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: I found yeah, I found that very, and because it took those people days to go through right. decluttering before she came back again. It wasn't like they did it in a night and then she came back the next day. It was a week later. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with me, you're with me, I'm next to you. I'm, I am I call myself the pusher, so I push you yes. to declutter. To, you. you decide. I don't push you on the decision making, but I push you to get to that point. you you know, So yeah, yeah it, exactly, to encourage. So it's, you know, whether it fits, it looks good. If it's ugly, I will tell people. Um, <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> if you know, um, if it's broken or torn, you know, or if you can't use it, if if you go, if you procrastinate, no, not procrastinate, but you, you hesitate and say, I'm not sure, I've never worn this, I didn't really like it, and then I'll go, right, take it. Let's put it on the path of decluttering or um, for, for selling um, so that's you know so then and I explain the process so that I then organise everything for them into systems and then people decide so then they have to send me a video or photos of okay. their area so um, it's easier for me so I can, you don't go in blind yeah Yeah. so I see what they're talking about and usually I've seen the, you know, I've seen everything. And so um, you shouldn't feel embarrassed to no. show you our
0: messes. Or...
1: And it never got, and it's confidential. So everything Great. is confidential with me. So it's they, important. Yeah, and they yeah. send it to me. And most of the time, they're so embarrassed about it, but it's the same as what I've seen before. Like most of my clients are in the same situation. Yeah. It's not unusual. I see the same clothes even. So it's not, <laughs> you know, I'll see the same top from, say, Zara in nearly everybody's mm-hmm. house. So none of it's a shock to me. And if it is, I'm not going to reveal it to the client. Good. There's only once in a blue moon, it's a shock, so it's very rare. Um so they'll send it to me and I'll go, Yep, yeah, this will take half a day or a full day or a few more days and then they'll say, Okay, then we'll book the appointment and that's it And then I just turn up at nine o'clock in the morning and we start the session. And we get straight onto it. So they might make me a cup of tea before, <laughs> or a coffee, depending on my mood. Um, but that's it. We just need trash bags and my cup of tea, and then we just get on with and it. And it. it's a one day session. You yeah, need to go more than that. Depends on the, the. It always depends on how fast the person goes through the decluttering mm-hmm. process and how much stuff they have. Mm-hmm. So I always say either we start like a kitchen takes half a day usually, unless really? yeah, unless it's a massive huge kitchen or there's a dirty kitchen and a normal kitchen, then that will take like a day Mm -hmm. but a normal size kitchen in any apartment or villa will take half a day to do um a a wardrobe or a walk-in closet generally takes a full day but it depends on the person but most people by the time they you know i come in uh, they might be a bit reticent to start decluttering they're like oh no i've already decluttered before you came Mm -hmm. but they'll go no we take it out section by section, we take the right. things out, and I make people look at their things, so not just see it hanging and go like pick things you know look at things for hanging, you have to take it out and look at each item and put it to one side or the other side. So there is a process to this all, and i'm I make people see how much
0: they've got and what they have um so yeah, so that's the whole process it's amazing. And the best part about it is that you have this wonderful podcast. That I'm obsessed with. Oh yes, I, I think know. I am so your biggest fun. fan. No joke. Oh. So I heard about, about your podcast three months ago, so around June, and I listened to every single episode in like four weeks. I know, was yeah, sixty at Chirac, that time, Chirac, don't we? yeah. Because <laughs> I was ready. I was like, I need to get my house sorted out. So I listened to everything. Oh. I feel like I have the knowledge, but I'm I'm missing the courage to just you know take the step and do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where a professional like yourself would come in and just ease the person in, 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 into the process. Yeah, right. and it happens with a lot of people. Like they'll say, they,
1: they've they tried, but it takes weeks. With me, it will take a day. Right. So my aim is, you know, the quicker you do it with me, the quicker you can live your life. And you can get on with doing what's passionate about, you know, you, you that you love doing. So with a lot of my clients, a lot of them are creative people. So mm-hmm. I'm not creative, generally. I have people who are creative to do things for me. So, <laughs> They're mostly creative so they want to do you know their art i have a lot of artists mm-hmm. who are clients or in the artist f- arty field um so yeah there is that you know yeah, you just I don't need think that people step.
0: realize how how much of an effect your environment has on you and on your productivity on your mental health yeah. on your sleep even
1: yeah it is it's a big thing i mean yeah i've had clients who can't sleep and i've said well you know and you know before i see the videos on and the photos and i'll say well, what's on your on the side you wake up from you know if you wake up from on your left hand side usually what do you see and they'll explain it and you know especially if they've said to me they can't sleep and I'll go well, what's on the side and they'll tell me and I'll go okay that's why it's a the clutter yeah. um and it, 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 there is a direct correlation and I have seen people literally feel like you know you can see the mountains off their shoulder while they're working with me. You can feel the relief. You can, you know, they hug me when they finish. And, you know, as lovely as that is, it's it's good for me to see it because I can see then that they genuinely, this has helped them, that I've helped them to, you know, start a new life or clear whatever was paining them.
0: If you'd like to get to know Shalina better or chat with her about the culture that's bothering you, you can find her at declutterme.com, that's D-E-C-L-U-T-T-R-M-E dot or at declutterme on Instagram. Her show, The Decluttery Podcast, is available on all podcast players, including this one where you're listening to us right now. I'll be honest, I have listened to every single one of her 80 episodes, and she talks not just about the physical space, but also decluttering your digital life. You'll find links to everything in the show notes. As always... A big thanks to each and every one of you listening to The Way We Live each week. This episode is hosted by me, Natalie Shafani, and produced by Chirag Desai. Our intern is Abhishek Venkat. You can listen to our episodes for free in Apple or Google Podcasts on Anrami as well as Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at thewaywelive.pod where we keep the conversations going. See you next week.